0: Hello everybody, this is David Patrick.
1: This is Ken McBride.
0: With Chicago Title Oklahoma, bringing you the title side. Today we have one of the classiest ladies in the state of Oklahoma when it comes to the real estate business, Gigi Faulkner. Gigi, thank you for being with us today.
2: David, I'm delighted to be here. Thanks for asking me. You're
0: so welcome.
1: We're recording today in this podcast in the Nichols Hills office of Chicago Title Oklahoma. I apologize if there's any background noise. This is a very busy office, thankfully.
0: It is a good thing,
1: isn't it? It is a good thing. Gigi, could we start off uh, asking you... A little bit about your background and maybe how you got into the real estate business sure How did you get into the real estate business? <laughs> I have
2: to answer now. Um, I got into the real estate business uh, when I graduated from college. I already had my real estate license, so one of my business law classes qualified for those hours that you have to have to take the real estate test. My father was a real estate broker and um, had some other business for many years, for 45 years. So I told him about that one day, and he said, go take that test and get your license. So I actually got my license when I was about 19 or 20 and uh, put it with his company, didn't do anything with it at all until after college. I had what I call, laughingly, a real job (laughs) for a few months downtown (laughs) in Oklahoma City, and I just woke up one day and decided I was going to go into real estate. So I interviewed and started uh, with a great broker who, can I know you know, Dick Coyle, at the builder, developer, uh, just a great gentleman. And uh, so that was about 40 years ago. And I was super young.
0: <laughs> wow. I did not know your father was in real estate. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's been a family tradition.
2: It has been a family
0: tradition. Wow. That's a great story.
1: Well, if you could go back to your uh, back in time to yourself back then, is there any advice you would give yourself when you were first starting out in real estate? I know you had a, an excellent mentor in Dick Coyle, but who? What is there anything you would tell yourself that you wish you had known then?
2: If I knew what I know now, I would have told myself to go for it in, in more ways than perhaps I even knew to do then. Uh, there are so many, there's so many avenues in, in which to build your business today with technology and especially social media and what we're doing today, having a conversation uh, that were not available to us then. Uh, so prospecting and building your business looked a little different. Uh, I did everything that I could think of uh, but now I wish I would have amplified that. Uh, I had abilities then that I didn't realize, and I would just wish I would have capitalized on those more.
0: That makes total sense. So you, you mentioned technology. Where do you see the role of technology today? And I'd like to hear your thoughts on how, A, it affects the realtor, but also the effects of the consumer that we all try to serve.
2: Well, I think technology has advanced our business in so many positive ways. Uh, And I do think of it as exactly that. I think it's an enhancer. It does not take the place of people in a real estate transaction, which is a person-to-person, heart-to-heart, pocketbook-to-pocketbook transaction. Um, So I don't think it replaces it at all. I do think it gives us many different avenues to build our business to uh, let people know who we are and what we're about, what we believe in. Uh, it's a way to tell our story, which we're doing a little bit today. Um, it helps speed up the transaction tremendously. It makes, it's just makes it easy, super easy for customers and clients it does take away from some of the face inter, face-to-face interaction that we have, and I think what we need to, to know about that and remember is to have successful closings and successful interactions. As that we need to know when we make the technology play, and we need to know when we make when we need to make the face-to-face play. Uh, case in point, one of the agents in our office today. Uh, had a sale not work because of a flood zone issue. So it was just a true issue uh, that was not related to the buyer or seller's wishes to get together. It's just a problem that's going to be need to be solved. First time home buyer, so excited about buying this home. And so the agent said to me, I went to her house in person to tell her that this really was not going to work. I didn't do it over the phone, and I certainly didn't text her to tell her that she wasn't going to be able to buy this house, but that perhaps we needed to either start over, or if the problem gets solved, you know, continue and stay in relationship on that sale.
0: Great move. Great move.
2: I I, I like to coach that. I think the, the, um, the, the happier the information, or sometimes if it's disappointing information, the closer you need to be to that person to be able to communicate.
0: Amen. I I have I have said this on this podcast. Even I just cannot imagine a real estate world that there's not a person that you have that's locally that you can come talk to, ask advice, you know, lean on when you when you need that person. And I just cannot imagine real estate without that person-to-person touch point.
1: I'd like I'd like to ask you, Gigi, to perhaps elaborate on on that. Because like you said, you coach people and uh, and provide them with guidance on how they can be more successful. And, and I'm sure you talk to them about when that face-to-face interaction is important. Tell us more about, about how, what do you tell your people about that?
2: Just the platforms that we use to set up showings, for instance. That used to be a laborious task that really wasn't... Uh, it just was something that needed to be done, and it was phone calls and phone tag back and forth, and now it's instant because of a great service that our MLS provides.
0: Was, was that the day of the MLS book? Uh,
2: that was somewhat in the way, <laughs> well, but not even, it just even in the recent past. Right. You know, we were still calling each other for appointments, so that's a great technology that saves a lot of time for just a quick um, interaction that needs to take place. I think email is wonderful for sending documents. Uh, we use a Dot Loop. We use a platform to do all our contracting, and I think that's uh, it's a wonderful tool and it's a wonderful resource. And our clients like it. It helps transactions come together. Sometimes when people are even in another country, and uh, so it's super helpful in that regard. Uh, I don't think that technology takes the place of negotiation. And a skilled negotiator, a trained negotiator, knows that they need to be uh, at least voice-to-voice, which means picking up the telephone and explaining something. You lose 75% of your communication when you uh, are not face-to-face. And when you are voice-to-voice, then you regain some of that because you can hear the tone in someone's voice. That's right. uh, And we don't have to ameliorate our words with little emojis and all kinds of other little figures. We just adjust what we're saying and the tone of our voice, and someone knows the emotion behind it. They know the intent. They know whether they can trust what you're saying or not because we just have that. Inner sense. Right. And it's highly valuable in understanding each other. And so we have to know when to use technology and when to use our own built-in technology.
0: That's right. That's right. I want to shift gears real quick. You know, obviously, Ken and I, working here at Chicago Title, we have a vision of what we do. Um, I think we like to think that we do a pretty good job, but it's not for us to tell that. Um not specific to Chicago title but I'm curious from you what do you see uh, what do you desire in a title company when you or your agents go to choose a, a title company
2: I just received a great compliment from one of my other agents completely unsolicited by the way at lunch today and she told me what a great closing that she closing she always had and has with you all and that everything is just perfect and always taken care of before she walks in the door and not at the last minute. So that's greatly appreciated of you all particularly. Uh, I've always liked uh, and appreciated closers who are professional and who are there to get the transaction completed in an accurate but friendly manner. Uh, But I've also been, uh, always have been, concerned about or, or had an appreciation for what's behind the scenes. So while realtors sometimes see the closing office as the face of the title company, certainly it is, and David you're <laughs> so out true. and about,
0: so true. Uh,
2: you know, visiting with people, uh, I've always cared about what's behind the scenes. And that's where someone like Ken McBride comes in because I know when I have some... Uh, idea about how something might come together uh, or an issue that I want to talk about that's might, maybe a, a potential title problem, I can call and I can talk to someone who's an absolute expert in this field. And that I know that someone that is in a leadership position in your company is paying attention to where everything that's going on. And that matters to the client. And they don't ever see that part, but as professionals and the kind of the orchestrator of the transaction, that's very important to us.
0: Thank you. Good answer.
1: We've talked a little bit about technology and about individuals, but you, you run a, a, a real estate operation that has a tremendous reputation. And, and I'd like for you to talk to us a little bit about culture, the culture of your uh, office, and, and what you do to build that culture.
2: Well, I, I'm i certainly prejudiced, but I think our culture is terrific. I absolutely get up every morning and love to go to what's really not work. It is play for me. Uh, it's really like a second family, for sure. I think we're family-oriented. Our realtors have always been there to work. We love to have a good time with each other, uh, whether it's you know having an impromptu Happy hour or lots of lunches at the office and uh, events and and things. We love to do those things, but we're really there to collaborate with each other and uh, enhance each other's business uh, culture. Wise, I just think we value. I our values are definitely uh, empowering others' success. So that's what I'm there to do every single day. And that's my job description. So that's, how, who couldn't love that? Um, I think that's why I value coaching and training. Uh, we value learning uh, at a high level. And so we bring people in all the time. I do some coaching and training for the office as well. Um, so we just work and have fun. And it works.
1: That sounds wonderful. I'd, I'd like for you to elaborate on collaboration in your office, how do you work together on collaboration? How do you do you how do you formalize that, or or do you do you have a a, a process, or or is it is it uh, spontaneous in a coaching environment?
2: Well, I think it does certainly happen spontaneously uh, when. Questions about things come up. Okay, technology. So we have some new REMAX technologies, a couple of which were just unveiled at our national convention yesterday. So that's we're all a buzz about that. Um, so we're talking about that. We're learning our several agents that are at that convention. I couldn't attend this year, but uh, they were going to come back and we were going to have a, a just a little symposium where they're going to report back to us. So uh, we'll learn from them. And we'll look at all those tools and hear firsthand just the excitement that they experienced in learning about some new technologies that are pretty exciting. And that's just an example of of what we do. So when something even comes up, uh, we just just know, because it's inherent in our culture, that we're going to get together and have a lunch and learn. Or maybe a group of people are interested in one particular thing. Uh, Let's say it's prospecting. We'll get together and have a little group on that. Maybe it's luxury home marketing. We'll just have a little masterminds on whatever comes up, and we're able to react to that pretty quickly.
1: That's wonderful. Thank you. Uh, has there been a, a person or a book that's had a, an influence on you either um, some time ago or recently?
2: Well, Ken, I think you know I'm a huge reader because we've talked about some books before. Um, One book I'm reading right now I think is fascinating, uh, and it's called Story Brand by Donald Miller. He has a company, a branding and marketing company, and so he talks in his book about how communication now, especially because of the social nature of how we put ourselves out in the marketplace, is all about building stories and how since time immemorial, people have responded best. Um, all we have to do is go back to our Bible and our other religious books to know that stories are ever-living, and they continue to guide us and and uh, inform us even today.
0: That's so true. That is so true. Well, Gigi, I wanted to say thank you for being with us today. And, um, you know having somebody like you on our podcast it makes us better and it's it's just really appreciated and um, i just wanted to say thank you
2: it's been a pleasure thank you all for having me it's always fun to have a conversation with you
0: yes and and wrapping up today i want to make sure everybody remembers it really does make a difference where you close